Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Hasbun Allah wa Nimal Wakil. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. It's Tuesday. Welcome to Johnny's Bite. This morning, I want to advise you, <clears throat> before we talk anything alantremanting and anything central oil and any other economic issue, I want to advise you to take very good care of your liver and your kidney. Because yesterday, I got some very shocking news from Kolebu. And, I, I, and I've been on Kolebu's case. I'll be on Kolebu's case until the things change. I'm still asking the labor consultants and our labor experts to tell me whether the CEO of Kolebu can also double as the director of plastic surgery and whether there will be no conflict of interest issues. I've asked that question. I've greeted the minister for health. I've greeted the, the senior advisor on all things health at the presidency, Dr. Ansiasari. I've greeted the CEO of Kolebu himself. I have not had any response. And I know that as of yesterday, an injunction was sought by the senior staff association of Kolebu, you know, trying to injunct the release of certain senior officials, the ones I showed you yesterday. And they're asking questions. They're asking questions as to why that is happening. So there's been an injunction. They have requested for a meeting, but I'll be on Kolebu because there's a, a whole dossier of documents that I have on Kolebu. Show me the thing from the Kolebu renal, um, renal unit, the dialysis uh, corner. And I've told you how some of the dialysis machines at Kolebu are not functional. People have to go outside sometimes to go and get it. Guess what? We have notice of the dialysis, and it says cost of dialysis has been increased from 380 cities to 765 cities, 42 pesos per session. And those who have the issues with their kidney, they will tell you that they need at least three sessions every week. So you do the math, 717, 714, 7321. Then you can add a 65 and do the calculation in a week. This one has not engaged the minds of our leaders. Yet we have 43 million US dollars that we claim we use to dredge the Odor, and the Odor still overflows in banks, and the, the nation and the, the capital of the city still floods. We are jokers. Where will they go? And who is coming to save us? Where will they go? So take care of your kidney and your liver because there is actually no help for you. Nobody cares about you. Nobody gives a hoot about you. The government doesn't care about you. The priorities of your government is to build a, a church. So the church is building a prison and the government is building a church. It tells you where we are headed as a country. The church has built a prison and the government has built, is building a church. And the people who are supposed to be taken care of are dying because they can't afford it. People will die because of this situation. People will die because even the 380 cities, they call some of us to support them. Now it is 765 cities per session. People will die because of this. People will die because of this. Think about it. When the politician approaches you, think about it whether they can be called. It's a matter of policy. It's a matter of looking out for the poorest of the poor. 
People will die because of this. Yesterday, I, I have some old people that I buy BP medication for. Yesterday, I roamed about five pharmacies looking for Neficat. I found it, and the people gave me it. They said, that's the last one. Yesterday, Mr. Joe Jackson spoke with me on this network, and he says he's an older person, of course. He will have certain conditions and ailments. And he says the price of his medication has tripled. That is the reality on the ground. So you have tripled the prices of their medication. You are collecting more taxes from them. And then their monies that they have saved in bonds, you also give them haircuts that they didn't ask for. Show me the, 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 the Facebook cutaway from uh, 2014. Mr. Gabiotri Daku. He says, Mr. Ace Ankuma wrote this. March 2, 2011. March 2, 2011, not 2014. He asked the question. He says, when will the youth of Africa be sufficiently angry to rise up and throw out foolish and corrupt leaders? When will the youth of Africa be sufficiently angry to rise up and throw out foolish and corrupt leaders? When we have become so used to being trampled upon or being visited by the mediocrity of the leaders that we accept it as okay until we get angry and do something about our situation, we are going nowhere. Ace Ankuma wrote this. And Ace Ankuma was part of the Occupy Jubilee House where they said, I'm working like a bull. The government got to work like a bull. You remember that? They were all out on the streets. Today, there's a demonstration, Julobi, Occupy Julobi House. And even media houses are so afraid to use the original nomenclature that the demonstrators chose. Occupy Julobi House. Now they say it is Occupy Jubilee House. Please. The first one was Occupy Flagstaff House. If the people wanted to use Occupy Jubilee House, they would have used Occupy Jubilee House. But they say Occupy Julobi House. They know what they are talking about. They are learned people. They are lawyers. There are engineers in that crowd. There were journalists in that crowd. There were teachers in that crowd. There are nurses, doctors in that crowd. They are not just riffraffs. They knew what they were talking about. And they said, and the people went out to support. You saw all the musicians. They said, occupy Julobi House. It is okay for somebody to have said in the past that the presidency has been so depraved. And that wallahi, we must rescue this country. It is okay. All those people who are telling us that it should not be occupied Julobi House, but occupied Jubilee House, they were quiet. They were happy that somebody, a PhD holder, said that the president has been so depraved. Let's compare the scenarios from then and now and ask ourselves, has the presidency not been so depraved? To the point where you have the naked pictures of the president being bandied around. Allegedly. Naked pictures of the president being bandied around. To the point where you have gate fee being collected at the presidency. To the point where you have gate fee being given to Ajoa Safo, according to Kennedy Japan, to appear in parliament. To the point where a private jet is hired to go and bring her and Henry Corti and one other into the country. Are you, are you serious? To the point where presidential staffers and people who are supposed to be designated at the presidency have been caught on tape collecting bribes and dirtying themselves. Has the presidency not been depraved? So when the people say occupied Julobi House, they know what they're talking about. And that's why it's not surprising that Alan Tremantin supports them. Put this up. He puts, his, he puts it the way they put it. He's not being euphemistic about it. He says this phenomenon 
of pervasive employment crisis is gradually becoming a national security threat, as evidenced by the recent Occupy Julobi House demonstrations. The initial reaction of the police in manhandling some protesters is not the solution to the problem. What Ghana needs now is change, which will provide long-lasting solutions to the challenges confronting our country. Hashtag Alan Speaks, 243, 25th September 2023. He says the phenomenon of per pervasive em employment crisis is gradually becoming a national security threat as evidenced by the recent Occupy Julobi House demonstrations. The initial reaction of the police in manhandling some protesters is not the solution to the problem. What Ghana needs now is change, which will provide long-lasting solutions to the challenges confronting our country. Alan speaks. Now, Mr. Alan Tremati broke away from the MPP yesterday to form his own movement, the movements for change. I expect that Mr. Alan Tremati should be the last person talking to us about change. Because it was part of the set of people who were presented to us and were told that we're actually going to bring us change. Mr. Alan Tremonti was part of them. Until recently when he, re he resigned from the government, he was part of the set of people who had told us that they're bringing us change. He raised no protest when Vice President Baumia said he was part of the solid economic management team. He raised no protest. So he cannot excuse himself of the blame that the demonstrators out there, occupied Julobi demonstrators out there, put out there. I thought that the adage was that Okoton Wanuma, that a crab does not give birth to a bird. How did the elephant give birth to a butterfly? Okoton Wanuma. But how did the elephant give birth to a butterfly? And now the MPP people have become, suddenly have become biologists. They are telling us the lifespan and characteristics and economic importance of, the, of a butterfly. Oh, Oshobo, good morning. My biology teacher, Mr. Jehu, good morning. Today, they, they are telling us the economic importance of a butterfly. They are telling us the lifespan of a butterfly. And they are telling us what a butterfly can do and what a butterfly cannot do. They are all part of the mess we find ourselves in. And I agree with Dr. Nyahonya Otamaklu. I interviewed him about two years ago and he says, if Alan was serious about becoming a leader, he would have checked out of the MPP a long time ago or even re resigned from the government a long time ago. So he should be one of the last people, along with Dr. Baumia, along with Dr. Friyakuto, along with all of them talking to us about change because they campaigned heavily on change, that we were going to get change. They told us that we were coming to get change. They brought us the hope campaign. So what changed? Pull up, there's a Paula Foucault, Mr. Lanchamati, talking about the fact that once Mr. Paula Foucault is made chairman, the change that we're looking for will come. He said it. Indeed, Mr. Paul Afoko became chairman. Mr. Kwabila Jepo became secretary. Mr. Sami Krab became first vice chairman. And they were all sacked. Orchestrated, sacked. Mr. Chamati says the party has been hijacked. The same set of people who have hijacked the party that Mr. Chamati has had to flee from are the same set of people who have hijacked the country. 
So the wealth is circulating around a small place. A bag of water that used to sell at 3 CDs is now selling at 10 CDs. A loaf of bread we used to sell at 8 CDs and 10 CDs is selling now at 25 CDs, almost 30 CDs. A crate of egg is now up to about 60 CDs. Toilet roll, sanitary pad, a bar of soap, toothpaste, toothbrush. The basic things that people need to survive in this country have all gone up, either tripled or quadrupled in price. The nation has been hijacked. And then when people bust up and say, Occupy Jubilee House, some people come and want to school us to say, You should say it is Occupy Jubilee House. Why do we have water in our heads? The people know what they are doing. And that's why yesterday, it says, A focus wind signals coming change. Alan. A focus wind signals coming change. He said this. This was in 2014. So he cannot be telling us about change because he says the wind of Afoko signaled the change. Was the change truncated? Was it continued? If it was truncated, why didn't he check out before the 2020 elections? But he stayed on and still accepted the position of trade minister going into the 2024 election until it became imperative for him to, to resign. So he should be the last person talking to us about change. They have, the older generation of this country have failed the young people. The older generation of this country, they have failed the young people. The policies and the opportunities that they enjoyed as young people then and the other old people have not been created for us. The youth, like Mr. Ochedaku posted in 2011, as opined by Mr. Ace Ankuma, the youth must rise and chase out their corrupt and foolish leadership. They said it. Today, are they able to tell the youth to rise up and change their corrupt and stupid and foolish leadership? I'm using their own words. Corrupt and foolish leaders. He put it up there. I didn't say it. I just showed you. They are all quiet today. It is either they are benefiting or their spouses are benefiting or their children are benefiting. It is either they who are getting the Get Fund scholarships while the brilliant but needy students who actually need the scholarship are not getting it. The height of greed and selfishness that they fest, out, they fest upon the people is so sad. It's so sad. And yesterday I saw... Uh, a, a contract of the uh, there's, a, there's one that Ghana starts is on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Ghana starts that a young man who is an engineer who is supposed to be working for a company that has been giving over 200 million tax waiver. Read it 200 million tax waiver by the same government is now paying the young people 1,500 cities, says Cento Oil Refinery which the government has granted over $200 million in tax exemption, has offered its engineer monthly salary of paltry 1,500 cities. The country has really cast, and as a matter of urgency, the government must call this company to order. 1,500 cities for an engineer for a four month after getting tax waiver of over $200 million. And this one includes the SNICs and all other deductions. 
the condition is that oh, if you don't forsake, if you don't give excuses, if you never absent yourself, then you may get some 10% in addition. That's 150 CDs. But they got tax exemption. And guess what? They are foreigners. They are Chinese. So they are here. We have successfully supervised the collapse of our own thermal oil refinery. Nkrumah's vision has been buried by the same people who did not like Nkrumah. Nkrumah thought about the thermal oil refinery. Nkrumah knew about the discovery of oil. He covered them. Mr. Jantua will tell you. Because it is not time yet to touch the oil. We saw it. We decided to go for it. We are busy exporting the raw crude. We are not processing the crude. And then in addition, we give tax holidays to people who are coming in for foreign direct, with foreign direct investment, and then they pay our engineers 1,500 CDs. Go and see Twitter. That's why when the general secretary put out there, we are MPP, people started posting the bad things that are happening in the country. Bad roads, schools under trees, hungry people, hospitals leaking, blah, blah, blah. And then another hashtag took over. You are so, so, and so. I can't say those words here. But if you go on Twitter, you will see the other hashtag that overtook we are MPP. The MPP should shut up at this time because the people are angry. The painful part is that we shut down at my oil refinery. And then now we have Cento that is also uh, what, refining oil here. What they will do is that they will undercut the price and they will push all the indigenous people out there. Now they have gotten into tanker business. And the tanker drivers are not happy because they have seen some before. So Chinese comes here, they come to learn how we do our garage, they go and do it, bring it to us and we go and eat. The Chinese come here, they come and look at our kente designs, they take it out there, they go and print it, we go and buy it. The Chinese come here, they come and see how we do our gold and galamse and small, small mining, and they come and perfect it and spoil our water bodies and cut our trees and go away. The Chinese come and do all manner of things, but you can't go into China and try PIM. You can't go there and try it. So who really is supervising all of, all of this charade that is happening? And this is a matter of policy. That look, refine your oil. But when it comes to cutting it and going out to sell it inland, let our people do it. Let those also who have the tankers do it. They have written to the chief uh, executive of the National Petroleum Authority. Dr. Mustafa Sheikh, good morning to you. They are asking the critical questions because this borders on national security. Your, your oil is controlled by foreigners. If they have more than 40% of the shares in it, what they will do is that one day they will wake up and say, we don't feel like giving you the oil, selling it to you. What will you do? Nothing. Shelly. It borders on national security. So did we not learn any lesson from the PDS? Did we not learn any lesson at all? Did we not learn any lessons from Aquavitas run? Did we not learn any lessons? The basic things that our people also used to survive. And look at the number of people. So what it means is that they have more trucks, they have more money, they are refining, they will undercut the price, they will sell cheaper. You forget about your goal, which is state-owned largely. What it means is that people will lose their jobs because you're, they are paying people 1,500 cities to work as engineers. And the contract is even to be renewed annually. It is not a permanent job, so to speak. So what is happening? 
who made that decision to allow that the people can manufacture and also distribute? It's just like what we are seeing, and that's my final point, Oliver. Just like what we are seeing on the streets these days. Those who have, uh, what do you call it? Those who sell the phone housing. You see them around town these days, right? They are pushing their trolleys with their phone housing on it, a charger and everything. Stop them and speak to them. They are not Ghanaians. So the Nigerians, the Lebanese, the Indians, the Surinamese, the Chinese, they bring these things in. Then they will set up a wholesale shop. And then Kobe Bini will go and buy from them and also get, go and set up a retail shop. Pay business operation permit. Pay property rate. Pay assembly, whatever it is. Pay all GRA, everybody else. Pay salaries and snit and everything. Then they, those who have imported the thing, are selling at the wholesale price. We also bring in these boys, build their trolleys for them, and give it to them at the wholesale price to be roaming town. They won't pay anything to any assembly. They won't pay anything to GRA. And then you expect Kobe Bini's business to survive and thrive. I thought that you said retail business is supposed to be for local people only. So the people who tell us that the retail business is supposed to be for local people only, and you are watching people who are breaking the laws, you're watching them who are breaking the laws and crumbling our businesses and getting stronger and stronger than us. Are you really concerned about the black people, your own people, that they are taking the basic crumbs that your people will eat? Which Ghanaian business have you given tax waiver of over $200,000 $200, to? Which Ghanaian business? Good morning.